Welcome back. Welcome back to Straight Outta Content Podcast. This is your first time tuning in. Thank you. You know, I appreciate everybody for tuning in. Uh, I'm officially on Apple Podcasts. I'm officially on Spotify. Um, I'm st- I don't know what's going on with my Google Podcasts. I don't know what the heck is going on. Um, somebody else has straight out of content on there, and they're not able to separate me from them. All the other platforms, Stitcher, I'm also on Stitcher, um, and a few other platforms. Everybody else is able to, uh, their platforms are able to separate me, but I don't know why. For some reason, Google Podcasts is having an issue. I don't know. But if you want to check me out, <clears throat> all my previous episodes on my episode numbers are a little bit different. So if this is your first time tuning in, make sure you guys kind of pay attention to this segment. My episode numbers from YouTube are a lot different than my episode numbers that are posted on Spotify and Apple Podcasts. The reason why is I filmed a lot of my podcast. I film every podcast and post it to YouTube. So on YouTube, this is episode 16. On my um, Straight Outta Content podcast on Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Podcasts, I am about episode seven or eight. I want to say episode eight. This should be episode eight. But um, either way, whenever you pull it up in your phone or on the computer or whatever, you will see which episode I'm on because it'll be titled and be a good description and everything like that. So the channel's just growing. Um, uh, It's crazy to see yourself on Spotify. You listen to so many people on Spotify and it's crazy to hear your voice and and play back your podcast. Um, And... Again, everybody knows I rebranded the channel. Um, I rebranded the podcast. Everything is just straight out of content now. There's actually a new video on my YouTube about me rebranding the channel. So go check that out on my YouTube. Um, But yeah, the way that I treat this podcast, I will be treating it like moving forward, I will record the audio for the listeners who aren't watching it because I'm always filming. I film every podcast, but, um, I say things like like, comment and subscribe. Well, if you're listening to a podcast, you don't want to hear like, comment and subscribe. So these are things that I won't be saying in my, in my podcast moving forward. This should be one of the last growth videos that you see within my podcast and listen to and stuff like that. So just moving forward, the podcast will be very strict. They'll be structured. And, you know, I just want to bring quality. I just I talk about sports. My main sport that I talk about is boxing because that's the sport that I know. And, um, you know, that's that's my goal is to bring quality podcasts and just to continue to grow so that I can get more listeners and more fans and people who actually want to hear my perspective on boxing and other sports. Um, in fact, speaking of sports, I don't even <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on with the NBA because it's kind of hard to watch. But all I know is that Houston won at least one game against the Lakers by the time this airs. Um, and I don't know about game two, but hey, they got one. I'm here in Houston. I never root for Houston. I usually root for Golden State because I'm a um, Steph Curry fan, but they're trash this year. And I don't want to see LeBron be <laughs> handed another ring. <laughs> to me, I'd, I'd rather see uh, James Harden get a ring than the NBA hand LeBron another uh, another ring but that's another subject for another time but again thank you for tuning in and the first thing I'm going to start this podcast off with um 
is a sponsorship. So let's go ahead and pay some bills <laughs> and not really. But yeah, my uh, my family owns one of the hands down one of the biggest um biggest detailing companies in upstate New York. We got three locations, uh Boxley Services You can find them at Boxley Service. No, you can find them at Boxley's.com. Boxley's.com, Boxley Services. It used to be the former name was Boxley Polishing Services, but my uncle Steven uh, inherited the business from my grandfather. And uh, shout out to you, Papa Jim. Um, inherited the business from my grandfather. And I mean, he he expanded it. it it's not even... It's not even close to what it used to be, the things that my Uncle Stephen was able to do. So if you live in the uh, Troy, Albany, Saratoga, Schenectady, Latham, Delmar, Glenmont, Ravina, Queemans, you know, area, Amsterdam, anywhere, if you live anywhere in that area and you can hear my voice, please go. If you need anything done to your car, the detailing services, polishing, or your office cleaned, your home cleaned. Um, they are all COVID up to date, anything clean, any type of services, including even security services. Uh, Boxley Services provides the best service hands down. It's not even, it's not even, uh, there's no comparison to anybody else in that area. They've been doing business since I want to say the 60s from my grandfather and now to my, uh, to my uncle Steven. So guys, please, if you're in that area, you know, contact them and let them know, Hey, say, Hey, your nephew, Carl recommended me say, let them know, Hey, your nephew, Carl from his podcast recommended me. And, uh, you know, what can you guys do with, uh, with my car or my house or my office building? So that's just our first sponsor. Okay, let's go ahead and move on into the first subject of the podcast today. As of Sunday, what is today? What the heck is today? Today is Sunday, 9-6, September 6th. You know, I want to get straight into it. Mike Tyson on the Joe Rogan podcast. Everybody knows how I feel about Mike Tyson and it's not a negative thing. I, th I, I want to correct that today. I think what's been happening is people think that I don't like Mike Tyson or that I feel some type of way about him. No, the man is a New Yorker. I'm a New Yorker. And he's really put upstate New York on the map, especially the Catskills in Greene County. So I'm extremely proud to be, I grew up in Ravina and Queemans, which is right in, like 20 miles away from Catskills and Kuksaki and stuff like that, if you know that area. And I'm extremely proud because everywhere I go, we all know that Mike Tyson used to be all in Albany and fighting at RPI and all the other places locally. So it's extremely humbling and, and exciting to know that Mike Tyson is from your hometown, basically. You know what I mean? Is has been all through there. He knows all that area. So let alone just the state of New York. So I'm extremely happy for him especially for him to come back. I think the issue that I have that I possess is because, and, and we got to see it. If you didn't see the Joe, Ro if you didn't see Mike Tyson's interview with Joe Rogan on the podcast, you're really, really missing out on a lot. Like 
that interview was epic. And he's had a lot of great interviews. He had a lot of great documentaries and stuff like that. But when he started talking, and this is what, and and I hope that this segment, because I, I plan on chopping this up, I hope that, I don't know if Joe, Joe Rogan's probably never going to hear this, but there was a segment in that podcast where Mike Tyson tells Joe Rogan that he gets erect whenever he thinks about fighting or whenever he's fighting. Just the thought of about to go into battle or go into a fight gets him erect. And he asked specifically Joe Rogan, what was that? I don't think Joe Rogan understood the question because he didn't, he couldn't answer, nor did they, you know, have their, um, their engineer kind of Google what type of phobia or not even phobia, what type of disorder that is. Like if, like a prime example, if you hear tingling on a table or something like that, that's called ASMR. It gives you tingles. You don't know why you get that way. You just get a tingly feeling whenever you, you know, hear somebody, you know, whisper into a mic or something like that. That's what Mike Tyson genuinely, I mean, you could see it on the camera, the way he changed when it came to fighting and the way he was expressing himself, because that whole interview was an emotional roller coaster. I mean, you see Mike go from excited to about to cry in a second. And that that passion to me is what makes champions and Roy Jones Jr. doesn't have it. But what Roy Jones Jr. will die with, whether or not he dies in the ring or whether or not he dies from old age, but what he will die with is the ability to never say no to a fight. Whether or not he's fighting a human or a dragon or or a god, it doesn't matter to Roy Jones Jr., Roy Jones Jr. will fight, not only will Roy Jones Jr. fight anybody, that's not even a question. Put that to the side. Roy Jones Jr. will fight anything, anything. If you paid him enough, I guarantee you'd get in the ring with a lion. That's his mindset, and he can't turn it off, and that's what I'm scared of. That's my biggest fear. That's That's... That's the reason why I don't want to see this fight. I really hope it doesn't happen for some reason. I know people are going to hate me for that, hate me for that. But I don't enjoy watching people get extremely seriously hurt in a fight. That's not what I enjoy. If you enjoy that, that's the reason why UFC exploded so fast because you got to see people get extremely hurt. It was a gladiator sport. Me, I'm in it for the sport. I'm in it for the sport. I want, but I want both parties to leave healthy. I want them to give it all on the line, you know, go all the way to the brink of death, but leave healthy, leave with their faculties intact. And this fight could change that course for Roy Jones Jr. A prime example, everybody says that Muhammad Ali should have stopped fighting after he fought and beat 
George Foreman. He should have retired, just like his movie Ali that Will Smith played in. And at the end of his George Foreman fight, they ended the movie. They didn't want to show anything else. He should have ended his career after that fight. And he was younger than Roy when he fought Roy Jones Jr. And he should have ended it there. You saw Mike Tyson extremely, extremely clear. And not only was he clear, but he's not fighting for monetary gain. He's literally fighting just to fight. That's a totally different animal because we know Roy Jones Jr. is only fighting for money. His, he already said it. It's not me making it up. He's already been on video saying, yeah, the fight was postponed and they, the fight almost didn't happen November 28th because they couldn't figure out how to pay me. Now, of course, they did because they really want the fight to happen, but he was ready to give it all up. Rojon Jr. was ready to give it all up like, yo, if you guys can't pay me from now till November or, you know, do something financially so I can pay my bills, I'm not doing this fight. Whereas Mike Tyson doesn't have that issue at all in any way, shape or form. And the biggest problem that I have is Mike Tyson knows Roy Jones Jr. can't do anything with him. If you think Mike Tyson hasn't seen Roy Jones Jr. get knocked out all of those times by guys that are 175 pounds soaking wet, if you think that Mike Tyson isn't aware of that, you're nuts. You're bonkers. Mike Tyson's extremely coherent when it comes to the fight game. And that's my issue. Bro, you know what you can do to Roy. You know there's no chance on God's green earth unless you stop training today. Now, if you never trained a one day, then the fight would be competitive. But you already cleared up your mindset. You told Joe Rogan you're not even smoking weed anymore. And then we see the fire in you when you tell Joe Rogan, what is what is that? You genuinely... Still, that question still hasn't been answered for you. I hope somebody on your team has been like, hey, it's called this. Yeah, whenever you get a wreck from wanting to fight or wanting to be in combat or pain or something like that, it this is its name. Roy doesn't have that. And when one party has that and the other doesn't, it's going to be a recipe for disaster. An extreme recipe for disaster. I don't want to see it like uh, Mike still has the rest. It's only September 6th. He looked jacked. Look at his biceps on the Joe Rogan show. And it's only September 6th. He still has all of September to train. And he said he's training six days a week. He has all of and he's doing all these. Now, I hope that neither one of them failed a drug test because he was saying he's doing all this alternative stuff. I'd be careful of what you let somebody put in your body. But that's a whole nother subject. I pray that they are doing drug testing and that he doesn't have anything given to him to give him this edge that he claims that he has now with all this alternative medicine, because you don't what you don't want to do is be Mike Tyson and fail a drug test. 
that's what you don't want to do. You know, Roy has been kind of in that scandal back in the day with Victor Conte and stuff like that. You don't want to do that. But that's a whole other subject that I don't want to put on either fighter. I'm just saying by what he said, he said he's trying all of these alternative medicines and stuff like that. So who knows? But my point is that the results of his body and his and him working out, it's only September 6th. I give it they should have had this fight next week. If it's September 6th and it was supposed to be September 12th or something like that. So that would have been great. That Mike Tyson would have been this guy right here only about five or six more days of training. Okay, he still would have hurt Roy, but he wouldn't have. He probably wouldn't have been to that peak and even that much more in shape from now to November. It would have been this Mike Tyson that we just saw on Joe Rogan fighting Roy. And that's fine. Cool. That Okay. That would have been a great fight. And he probably would have knocked Roy out and they would both would have, been, you know, gone on with their lives. But he has the rest of September, all of October, which is 31 days. And then 27 days because 28th day of November is the fight 27 more days to train so you figure three we'll just round it three weeks in November four weeks in October and another four weeks we have left because he's been training in September that's insane that is an insane amount of time to give Mike Tyson in this mental state, we just, I watched two hours of an extremely disciplined, clear-minded Mike Tyson ready to kill somebody. If his body isn't like that of his old age, I mean, of his young uh, prime, his mind is that of himself and his prime because he has no other cares in the world. He's financially set. He's got a good support and family system around him. Nobody's there to take his money. People are there to really love him because his wife is in his corner. She's not going to let anybody mistreat him as far as his money or his business. So the only thing he has to worry about, like back in the day, when Customato and everybody used to handle everything else around him, all he had to do was focus on boxing, which is the thing that he loves. That's exactly what he gets to do today. He's a dangerous man. He is an extremely dangerous man. This Mike Tyson at 54 years old can compete. And I'm going to go ahead and say it. This Mike Tyson at 54 years old can compete for the heavyweight champion of the world against Deontay Wilder, Tyson Fury, Anthony Joshua. I truly, truly, truly believe that. Whether or not he wins, who knows? Because he's, he couldn't, you know, in his, you know, in 1993, whatever year, whatever year he fought, no, he was supposed to fight Evander Holyfield in 93. But whatever year he ended up fighting Evander Holyfield, he was still, I mean, he was still post-jail, but he was still, you know, a threat. But he had so many issues. He wasn't mentally there. Physically, yeah, he was still there. But we all know it's mental. He has so many things going on. I think he even said he had VD in the first Holyfield fight. Like he was burning and stuff like that. He was still running around, you know, touching every woman he could. 
but his body was still there. But now his body's getting back, but his mind is even sharper. And like they touched on, if he goes on and fights this year in November, then has another fight, you know, about March, has another fight, maybe fights Holyfield in March, then yeah, he's geared up. I don't see, especially if he handles Evander Holt, that's going to be the litmus test. His The Roy Jones Jr. fight is not going to be the litmus, litmus test on whether or not Mike Tyson can fight as a heavyweight champion again, which is crazy that we're even talking about this. This is for real. This is 2020 modern medicine and, and, and athletic training that can get men in their 50s back as close as possible to how they were in their prime. This is amazing. Like, this is really literally turning back the hands of time. And because... You know, he's he has such a name and depending on what we don't care what he's going to do to Roy, but depending on what he can do in his rematch to a man that beat him twice. So depending on what he can do to Holyfield, even though it'll still be an old Holyfield, depending on what he can do to Holyfield, that will be the litmus test and the question of whether or not he can take on one of these major heavyweight champions And the first. I, I don't think he should do it. I don't think he should dethrone an American heavyweight. I don't think he should dethrone uh, or or attempt to dethrone Deontay Wilder. I, I, I think for optics, I don't think that that's right to step in the way of another American heavyweight champion or, or compete against another American heavyweight champion. I think he should go after Joshua or Fury. I think Fury's a little too big. I mean, that's a big man. 280-something pounds, 6'9", versus a little 5'10", Mike Tyson. I don't care how hard he hits. I don't see him getting in on Tyson Fury. I just don't see it. I mean, and what what's going to be his... And he's always had trouble against tall men. And all three of those tall men will really give him a hard, hard, hard time. But I can definitely see and I predict Mike Tyson will one day, unless he has an injury or something crazy, I predict as of Sunday, September 6th at 8.42 p.m., straight out of content predicts that soon, one day, Mike Tyson will again fight for one piece or one belt or one section of the heavyweight championship, whether or not that be against Fury Joshua or Wilder. That's what I predict. Let's move on to our next subject. Next subject that I want to touch on. You know what? I'm going to I'm going to go back to some old school. I have an old school, but you know, we're talking we're on the subject of comebacks. So, I want to talk about Marcos Maidana and him sparring. Him actually coming back. He has a six-pack now. He lost a lot of weight. You know, Marcos Maidana, he he left the game of boxing after he had his two fights with Floyd Mayweather, which were amazing. You know, not only did they pay him well, but they were just two amazing fights. You know, he he really went down in, in history for his two amazing fights against Floyd Mayweather. You know, 
Floyd had to fight him twice because the first fight was so gru- first fight was so grueling, so serious, and people really thought that Maidana won. And then he had to fight him again, and in that fight, uh, Floyd won a little more clearly, but. It was still a grueling fight. And, you know, the whole knocking Floyd's tooth out thing. You know, Maidana, he gets to have that for the rest of his life. You know what I mean? And it's great to see him back. It's great to see that all of these guys, you know, even even uh, Marquez. We got to see Marquez come back. It's like, this is great time for boxing because you have the new guns and then you have a lot of these old guys who are kind of coming back, who kind of took a hiatus. And because of the talent level of the new guys, this older generation really has a chance. You know what I mean? Like this De La Hoya, you got De La Hoya, Marquez, uh, Maidana. You got a lot of these guys, Tyson, you got a lot, Roy. A lot of these guys are coming back, Evander. And it's great to see. You know what I mean? Like, we might see a Maidana De La Hoya fight. That would be crazy. That would be a crazy fight. De La Hoya versus Maidana, that would be crazy. I'd love to see that fight. That fight would be straight action the whole time, however long it lasts. You know what I mean? Like, uh, I can't wait. We might see a, a Broner Maidana 2. That would be a great fight. We might see a De La Hoya uh, Broner fight. We don't know what we're going to see with these guys coming back, but it, but all I know is that it's going to be exciting to see them come back because they have all these new training methods. They have all these new, you know, ways to recover and train your body and stay healthy and eating right and what things to eat, what things not to eat. The supplements that they have is crazy. You know, so I seen him sparring. It didn't look too well as far as Maidana. I seen him spar- <clears throat> sparring. It didn't look anything spectacular. It didn't look like Tyson sparring, I'll tell you that. So I don't know. You know, I just hope that he does come back. He's a ex- ex- super exciting fighter, fan-friendly. I seen him fight live. I seen him beat Adrian Broner. I seen Adrian Broner's first loss versus Maidana. I seen that fight live in San Antonio. It was an amazing fight. And, you know, any fighter I get to see live, I like to, you know, kind of root for them, you know. So I can't wait. I really cannot wait for that fight. Another person who I saw fight live is uh, Leo Santa Cruz that night Um, in his fight against Tank Davis. I can't wait that fight. I don't know what I still don't know. I know Floyd's training Tank and Tank is busting his ass. But Leo Santa Cruz is a different animal. Not that Tank can't do it. I'm not taking anything away from Tank. I think that he can do it. I think that Tank is big enough and strong enough. I think Tank's just a little too strong for, a little too big and too strong for Leo Santa Cruz, but I think it's an amazing test for both of them. And both fighters can win that fight. I mean, we just saw Dillian White, you know, getting knocked out in a fight where he knocked the guy down twice. Anything can happen. Literally, anything can happen. You know, I mean, uh, Leo Santa Cruz could be getting whooped the whole fight and catch Tank with a shot and put him out of there. Are we seeing it happen with Marquez and Pacquiao? You know what I mean? So who knows what can happen in this in this fight? It's that type of fight. So that's great for boxing. Another fight that we might see is uh, with the young guys is Devin Haney and Gary Russell. I guess 
the word on the street that I've heard is that, or not even that I've heard, that I'm watching, that I'm, I'm looking at the channel right now at Fight Hype. Uh, 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 shout out to Fight Hype because I really follow their channel because they put out truthful news. You got a lot of people, a lot of people out here who run these YouTube channels and they're putting out just clickbait. They're just putting titles out there to get you to click it and they're telling complete lies. But whenever you click the video, they're not even talking about the actual fight. They're just talking about something else or some opinion and it's a lot of BS. So I don't watch that. Um, but it looks like from what Gary Russell responded that he's calling Devin Haney's bluff on the potential fight, excuse me, on the potential fight with Devin Haney for $1.5 million. I think Bob Aaron can make that fight. I think Bob and, and everybody who's in the Devin Haney camp, I think that they can really make that fight. I think that all the talk that Gary Russell's doing to Terrence Crawford and all these other guys, I think it's time he gets in there with actually one of these guys because he's talking a lot of trash. He's talking an extreme amount of trash, yet he's not getting in there with any of these guys. So it's good to see somebody like young like Devin, who he's probably thinking like, oh, okay, cool, I'll take out Devin. I'll t you know, Devin's a name. He's, he's young. If I beat him, he can still bounce back, and then I get that on my credit. You know what I mean? But I don't think that's going to happen. I think Devin Haney's way, way too big, way, way too big for Gary Russell. Gary Russell needs to shut up and go sit down somewhere. Like, he's really, he's really barking up a lot of the wrong trees, and he hasn't done anything to prove that he can – get these guys out of there or hurt him. Yeah, he's got super fast hands. That's it. He's not like that. He's crushing these guys. And he hasn't fought in an extremely long time. He's fighting. He's calling out a lot of these big, heavy hitters. So that's him. That's, I don't know. Next big fight, because we got a lot of fights that are coming up. The, the, clo the closest fight that we have is the Jamel Charlo brothers. They're fighting. You got, if you haven't seen already, their uh, their press conferences that everybody's having remotely. You know, there's some good press conferences. They, they, there's a new video of these guys going back and forth with each other, saying, I'll beat your ass and all this other stuff, them arguing. But I think they're just doing that just for just for news, you know what I mean, just for clicks and stuff like that, um, and hyping the fight. They're not doing it because of that. That's not their mentality. They're like, yeah, I'm doing it for clicks. What I mean is that they got to hype the fight. So why not hype the fight against each other? Like they're both two names and they're the headliners of the event. People are going to watch more of them going back and forth because not only Jamel can go back and forth with the, with Rosario, he doesn't speak English. So he can't go back and forth with him. And then Jamal can't go back to, back and forth with his guy because he's from like Ukraine or something like that. He doesn't speak English either. So <laughs> what are they going to do? They go back and forth with each other <laughs> and it sells. So, you know, it's a great marketing strategy. I totally respect that. I understand. So, yeah, moving on. Big fight that I can't wait. And it's kind of it's kind of cool to see is Danny Garcia lifting weights. But what I don't like is how everybody keeps saying he's going to go to 154. I don't I don't know why he would go to 154 when he has all the I think if he loses this fight, he's just going to leave the division. And to me, I don't think that he should do that. In my personal opinion, Danny Garcia is one of my favorite fighters. I love the way he throws his shots. It's, it's very weird, but I love the way he throws it. And it's not even right, like typical boxing, you know. It's not it's not always right in the way that he throws his shots. But he throws everything with power and just like a weird, 
like way that he that he twists his shots and shoots his um, shoots his hooks and everything. And the way he turns them over is instead of a regular hook, he he turns his hooks over. It's very weird, but it's very unique to him. And I just love the way that he. I didn't want to see him fight. Porter. I didn't want to see him fight Keith. I don't like to see my favorites fight each other because then one of them loses and it's like, damn, my favorite fighter lost. So, but I mean, he's lifting weights. He's beefing up for this, you know, Errol Spence fight. I think this is going to be, this is going to be a unique fight. This Errol Spence versus Danny Garcia fight is going to be it's the big version of of Tank and Leo Santa Cruz. It's the big boy version of that. Because everybody's counting Leo Santa Cruz out because Tank is the bigger man, and everybody's counting Danny Garcia out because Spence is the bigger man. And again, it's not like that you're counting them out, you know, for nothing. <laughs> I'm not counting them out, but I'm just saying people are. You know what I mean? Because... Leo Santa Cruz has a loss. Danny Garcia has a loss. Tank and Spence are both undefeated, and they're power punchers, and they destroy people. You know what I mean? We've seen Danny clip some people, and we've seen Leo Santa Cruz clip some people too. But again, like I tell everybody, and like every boxing person knows, all these trainers and stuff like that, everybody's got a puncher's chance. You just can't just, oh, because on paper, Danny Garcia has two or three losses, and Spence is undefeated, and Spence is a bigger man, and Spence is known for hurting people, and he put down Sean Porter and all this other stuff, and he carries his power into the 12th round. Don't forget, he never dropped Mikey Garcia, and Mikey Garcia had never fought at welterweight before. Think about that. Mikey Garcia caught Spence in that fight, and this was Spence before the accident. I saw Errol Spence fight live. I seen Errol Spence knock a guy out, I think, in first or second round, live. He's a monster, but I'm not here to, I'm not biased. I love all of these fighters. I hate whenever I see them fight because I don't want to see Errol lose, and I don't want to see Danny lose. You know what I mean? I don't want to see them have to go back to the drawing board or hear the people talk trash to them. There's a lot of psychological things that happen to a fighter when they lose a fight. You train all that time. You bust your ass. You put your life on the line. And then the judges say whether or not you win or lose if you don't get knocked out. God forbid, if you do get knocked out, then you have to deal with that embarrassment. I understand that as a fighter. But here on this platform, I straight at a content podcast, I just have to just give my you know, just my opinion, which doesn't mean anything because <laughs> I'm not the one getting in the ring. But, you know, if 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 we're playing devil's advocate, right, we've seen Mikey Garcia come from 135 all the way up to 147 and fight Errol Spence in his prime, and Errol Spence that Manny Pacquiao avoided. Manny Pacquiao wanted nothing to do with Errol Spence. And Mikey Garcia said, oh, none of you guys want to fight him? That's fine. I'll fight him. Because of fundamentals. Those same fundamentals that Mikey Garcia has, the same fundamentals that Leo Santa Cruz has. But he's the smaller man naturally. He's naturally just a small... Even though they're in height, he's, they're about the same height. But as far as size, just natural build, he's the smaller man. No different than Roy Jones Jr., he may be, he may look taller than Mike Tyson, but he's really not. He's maybe like a half an inch taller, but Mike Tyson's always been the bigger man. Same thing with Errol Spence. And he couldn't get Mikey Garcia out of there. And I believe Danny Garcia is the best chin in the division. 
Period. He got clipped one time by Keith. That's it. So this is basically a heavier hitting Mikey Garcia. That's the reason why this fight is that serious and can go either way. If you're picking one, that's fine. That's your opinion. But if you're going into this fight thinking that Errol Spence is going to smoke Danny Garcia, you're tripping. You're tripping. He outboxed Mikey Garcia for 12 rounds, but he still got caught. It's not like that he got out of there without getting punched or nothing like that, but he's getting punched by a 135-pounder. He's not getting punched by, by a true welterweight who's like, look, if I lose this fight, or, yeah, because if he wins the fight, he's definitely going to defend the title. That's guaranteed. But he's like, look, if I lose this fight, man, I'm, out, I'm done with welterweight. I'm going to go up to, to uh, you know, junior middleweight. I'm going to go up to 154. He's that big already. He's already looking at that. So, and he, everybody knows, Errol, I mean, that Danny Garcia can crack. That's the reason why this fight is so crazy. Because he really can hit. And we don't know what Errol Spence we're getting. Of course, he's sparring and stuff like that. But we don't know how his ribs are going to hold up. We don't know how his skull and head and everything and stuff like that, how his jaw is going to hold up because he had to have all that reconstructed. He had to have all of that reconstructed. Now, again, Errol Spence is a physical specimen. <laughs> Errol Spence is a physical specimen. <laughs> this man was flinged out. He was flinged out of his car like nothing and survived like it was nothing. Broken bones here, scratches, that's it. When you look at him, you would never know that he was in that. You would never know from how the car looked to how he looks now what type of accident he was in. Like, he's a physical specimen. Do I think that maybe some of the abuse that he did to his body as regards to alcohol and stuff like that might have caught up with him? I don't know. These are all valid questions. You know, these are valid, great questions that we just don't know. And that unknown levels the playing field. It's not like that we're watching a, a, a Errol Spence that, you know, oh, man, uh, his fight with Pacquiao didn't go through. And then COVID happened and he hasn't fought in a long time. OK, well, then we have a lot to go off of. And, and I'm not saying that we don't still have a lot to go off of, but. The biggest catalyst here is that accident. That accident was no joke. You know, the rumors that go around, I won't say I'm here, but the rumors that go around, you know, he's physically in shape and that's great. And I think he's mentally in shape, but the accident still brings the unknown. We don't know until post this fight if we have the same Errol Spence that we had before the accident. That's the reason why this fight is a lot more even. And if you, it, without the accident, if you had Errol Spence that far ahead of Danny Garcia based off of Danny Garcia's losses to Keith Thurman and to Sean Porter, you're just, again, you're nuts. Like, none of these guys you can count out. Ever. You can never count any of these guys out. Like, we know how Thurman was injured in the Danny Garcia fight. And it was an extremely close competitive fight. 
Danny Garcia has never not been in a fight with any of these top guys that hasn't been extremely close. And I think that that will also happen the night that he fights Spence. And I think that that fight will be amazing. And I look, f that's what I look forward to. I don't care about who wins when it comes to these guys because they're my heroes. I don't care about who wins. I don't, I don't care about who wins. Doesn't, neither one of them talk trash like that. They're just good, great American fighters. And I really appreciate that. And I really enjoy watching them both. I don't care who wins. Whoever wins, great. You know, I just think that if you disrespect one or you count one out, and in this case, one of the fighters, Danny Garcia, is being caught, you know, um, you know, kind of cut out, like, oh, he's just another stepping stone for Errol Spence. That's not right. So I'm always going to call that. I'm always going to call that out. That's not what I want to see or hear. I can't stand for that on this channel. You know what I mean? And on this uh on this podcast. So yeah, so moving on to some other sports, we can go to basketball. Oh, snap, they're playing right now. Oh, snap. Oh, snap. Lakers are winning in the third. 67 to 57. I might have to go watch it. Might have to go watch it. Let's go, Houston. Let's go. Let's go, Rockets. <laughs> but anyway, all right, guys. That's really it for boxing. I can't give you the update on the game because the game is actually going on while I'm filming this podcast. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to get off this podcast and I'm going to watch the rest of this game and then I'll have some more content for my next podcast. But one tip that I will leave this video with. I had a conversation with some people and um, I'm going to leave this podcast with this. You hear me, I'm on my 16th video episode of this podcast, if you can hear my voice. And, um, you know, the biggest thing, if you want to be successful in anything, but especially in this content creating world and in this YouTube world and social media world, if you want to, if your goal, now if your goal is not to re to replace your current job with um, these alternative incomes, you know, horizontal money incomes, which basic horizontal money is money that you make while you sleep. If, you're, if that's not your goal, then you can go ahead and end the podcast. You can go ahead and shut this off. <clears throat> but... Let me get some more water. If your goal is to become a YouTuber, become a content creator so that you can start doing gigs and filming and editing for people and stuff like that, if that's your goal, this is a little tip that I have for you. Nothing that you do when you first start in this business matters. And don't get discouraged with that message. That's what I mean is don't worry about, oh my God, I look like this. Oh my God, uh, I don't look right on this video. That None of that matters. Period. None of that matters. Don't matter what you look like because ain't that many people looking. That's just being blunt honest. I'm just being honest with everybody out there. As I grow my YouTube channel and everything and it's growing rapid, it's growing at a decent pace. I want to up the pace, but it's definitely growing because I keep putting out the content regardless of how it looks or, you know, or what I look like in it. 
You may see me in this hoodie in every episode. I have different ones and stuff like that, but you may see me in this. I don't care about that, especially if you're listening to this on Spotify or Apple Podcasts. I don't care about that. My goal is to put out the content so that it can be viewed and then monetized on platforms. That's it. That's that's my biggest tip for anybody who's looking, who can hear this and who's looking to benefit from this type of lifestyle because it's a lifestyle. Point blank period. This is a lifestyle. This is 2020, September 6th. By 2021, September 6th, I guarantee you I will be very close to, if I'm not already, but very close to this being my main source of income, or at least providing a a good chunk of money to where I can continue to level up because growing on YouTube takes years. Growing on social media and stuff like that, unless you have a cousin or a family member who's kind of connected, it's going to take years of grinding and putting in work. I already have 138 videos. I think 139 because I uploaded one today. 138. We'll just leave it at 138. I won't even give myself the credit of 139. 139 videos on my channel, Straight Outta Content, that I rebranded today. And it's it's goal, and I will leave in every podcast, its goal is to help young content creators, and by young I don't mean age, I mean you getting into the game, young content creators get out of their own way and just create the damn content. That's it. That's how you are successful in this game. So many people want to skip steps and don't want to put in the work. So many people want to just jump. Oh, how do I get in? Oh, well, they do it like this. No, you're not them. What I always tell people is go to your favorite YouTuber, click their videos, click the word videos on their on their profile, and then hit the date and go change the date from oldest to newest and go look at their oldest video. I guarantee you it's a few years ago. There's not many people who within one year from their first channel. Now, there's many people who have one or two year old channels and they have 400, 500, 600,000 subscribers. But if you go look, chances are they have another channel that was already successful that's paying them so that they can go and do the other channel full time. There's a lot of YouTubers and there's a lot of creators out there like that. But if you're brand spanking new and you're not already a celebrity or an athlete or something like that, you don't have any ties to anybody and you want to start from the ground, you need to put out content and not worry about what it's going to look like. I've had I got so many people around me asking me questions and stuff like that. And it's like, yo, you just got to do it. Like you just got to put it out. You just gotta, you just gotta go ahead, don't worry about nothing and put it out. The strategy will come as you learn. That's the that's the last, that's the only tip that I got in this video. I'll give more tips in my other videos. As like I said, we at Straight of the Content are here to help you grow. That's what that's why I changed this channel. That's why I got this podcast to help people grow. That's it. And we keep it basic. And that stands for business, automotive, sports, investing, and creating. 
that's what BASIC stands for, and that's what we do here at Straight Outta Content. And I'm able to talk to my people and my family and my friends and, 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 and new, new listeners through my podcast, which I'm never going to stop doing. Whether or not, and again, never get discouraged. I'll end it on that. Never get discouraged. I get two listens or no listens on this podcast, on this new platforms. It's only been on the, the um, you know, the Spotify and Apple for, a, you know, not even a week yet. But even on YouTube, I don't get a lot of views on my podcast. Why would you keep doing it, Carl? Why would you keep doing something that nobody's watching? Because eventually, if I keep doing it, people will watch. People will listen. You've got to want it. You've got to grind. These I'm looking at Harden, and you can't see unless you're watching this on YouTube, but I'm looking at Harden and, and LeBron. You know, these guys had to put in the work before anybody even knew. When nobody was watching them, when everybody was watching everybody else, they had to put in the work. That's what this is. That's what this episode 16 and episode 35 and episode 115, you know, that's what all of these episodes will be. They will be one step closer to the end goal. I got my Uncle Steven. He's helping me out by giving me permission to even mention his brand, Boxley Services, on my platform. That's great. That's that's one. That's one. A one will turn into two and two will turn into four and four will turn into eight and eight will turn into 16. And I will just continue to grow and grind. And that's what you should do. If you if you can hear this podcast, that's what you should do. Just create, create, create and keep it basic. Thank you for tuning in to episode 16. Episode 16 on YouTube, episode eight, or it doesn't even matter the episode. I don't think I'm going to put the episode anymore. It doesn't even matter. Thank you for tuning in to Straight Outta Content Podcast. Thank you. You can hear my voice. I really appreciate you tuning in. All you people watching, I appreciate you tuning in. And I'm, gonna, I'm not going to stop. I'm going to keep growing. And you know what I do. Peace.